Welcome to Bar Down Breakdown. I'm your host, Mikey CLT, live from the Hive, joined by a very special guest tonight, the best man, the Dan Burr, living large on the Gold Coast of Long Island. Dan Burr, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, man. I, you know, I'm living the, the big life on the Gold Coast, coming from uh, you know six three one. Now I'm in the five one six. Yeah, Couldn't not too, not too bad for a poor schlub from Deer Park, eh? Not at all, man. A hot tub readily available anytime I want. You know, the it's ri- great. The Richie Rich slide in from the from the upstairs bedroom into the pool. Yeah, they're actually they're constructing the go kart track in the backyard right now. <laughs> as we speak but you know we had a little snow here today so it's it's halted construction but uh looking forward to that to to our listeners who are thinking that you know wow this kid's a complete dick like totally bragging about his go-kart race uh track in the backyard and water slide out of his bedroom well when my friend danny started dating his now wife you know she told me she was from Seacliff, and danny's like yeah man she's got a water slide out of her bedroom I 110% believed it because I'm just a poor schlub from Deer Park myself. And I'm like, man, the North Shore, like definitely she does she does have that. So that's kind of an ongoing joke between us and our friends. Yeah, man. I, can, I, wish, she, I, I wish she had that water slide, but uh, unfortunately it was never true. So, yeah, um, our, our boy Devin... You know, it's the holiday season. You know, he's he's working two jobs, holding it down at Oyster Bay Brewery, running Yesman Outfitters, and uh we we had some scheduling conflicts, so I asked my best man, my my best friend, Danny, to hop on so that we can use an excuse to catch up. And uh Danny and I played hockey growing to growing up together our whole lives. Um Root for the same team. He's also an Islander fan. Um, just even though we live in different states now, it's just still what always brings us back together. So wanted to. Yeah, get- man, especially uh, when you get a phone call at 530 in the afternoon asking you to help you out with a podcast. You know, I'm always there for you. Yeah, man, that's what best mans are for. You know, you, exactly. you just finally repay me for the best man speech that I gave that was top notch. So. All right. Without a doubt. We're even now. Sounds good. <laughs> so, Dan Burr, man, what's going on? You know, b- b- living big, living big in the NYC, doing the uh, the sanitation gig. You know, finding yeah. things on the back of trucks, as we would like to say back in the day, and uh, also, yeah, holding it down at the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, man. Well, that's you know the 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 Coliseum gig is kind of just like a new thing for me. Well, they both kind of are, but the Coliseum kind of just fell into my lap, and uh, you know I get uh, I get posted up behind the Islanders bench every game. So if, for all the listeners that want to come say hi, I'll be down there. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty sweet gig. I don't really get to watch the game, but I I hear everything. I get to watch the fan reactions, which is which is awesome. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun time. Good stuff. So like. The energy in the building is electric. Like it's well documented. The the Coliseum with the low ceilings and everything. Can you feel like a goal is about to happen without even seeing what's going on in the ice? Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, 
we get shit for having poor attendance, this, that, and the other thing. But that's, you know, that's coming from people who have never been to the Coliseum or have never watched a game on TV, you know, from the, you know, watching Dallas play at the Coliseum. But I can tell you, even when that, when that building's not packed to capacity, sitting down there and when any time a goal is scored or anything like that, it, you really feel like the roof is just caving in on you. And, uh, it's just like something, a surreal thing you can, you can't really experience at some of these newer arenas. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. I, you know, like I said, I can't really watch the games, but when they score like the, the Pulak goal the other night in overtime against Vegas, I mean, I thought the whole place was just going to fall down. It was amazing. Yeah, dude. And, and I don't even know if that was officially announced a sellout, but you know, we're just a bunch of loud New Yorkers really. So even if it's not, completely sold out that building is still louder than some buildings that are completely sold out so enough with bashing our fan base about attendance like i don't want to hear it like it's you don't understand people that live on long island they're trying to make ends meet like it's tough hence why i live in north carolina so you know yeah a teacher and a cop might make over a hundred thousand dollars in new york in new york they're still paying $20,000 a year in taxes. So, right. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets are cheap. You know, if you get them the day of and you get them on StubHub or whatnot, but taking a family of four to a game plus food plus parking, you know, maybe the family right. doesn't have 200 bucks to swing. So, you know, exactly. It's I, nonsense. I don't want to hear that. So, enough with that. So, yep. Tell me, though. How many of these <laughs> Long Island guys are walking up to you every single game and going, hey, uh, how much to sit in these seats right here? And they, they try to slip you like a five. Well, honestly, it's it's I don't get a lot of people sitting down there only because it's I guess because the way the, the arena is, it's just an old arena and the way it's constructed. Those first couple of rows by, by the glass, you can't see anything because the team is right in front of you and. If you're on equal, you're on even ground with the team, so you can't see over them. So anybody who's come into the game thinking I just spent five hundred dollars on these seats, they all say the same thing to me: "These seats are terrible. I can't see anything." Can but, you move out of my way? <laughs> yeah, but and it's honestly, as far as it goes with 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 people coming down, it's you would think it would be like the kids coming down to ask for pucks and this, that, and the other thing, but it's, it's mostly the adults that are just coming down and banging on the glass, and they're they're the ones asking for pucks, and it's like you have a fifty year old man a group of 50 year old men coming down to the glass and, you know, yelling at the, you know, the, the training staff for a puck. And I'm just like looking at them like, guys, you're 50. You really need a puck. Like, come on, go to the, go to the souvenir shop and get a puck for $5. So that's, that, that can be kind of irritating, but uh, overall it's not a bad experience. It's pretty fun. And let's be real. The pucks that the players are throwing over the glass are just plain black pucks that you can go to men's league hockey and, and take from open ice. Yeah, basically that's all it is. Like they're you know, not throwing they, like a game used puck over and signing it for you. Like it's a garbage no. puck. Like what's <laughs> what's the point of that? Yeah, it's it's a puck. They probably it's the same exact puck they have. Uh, men's leagues come in after the game after on certain days of the week, and it's the same pucks that they're using. So it's like you know, do we really need a, a used puck from the men's league? I don't know. I don't get it, but I guess because I see it all the time. I don't know. It is what it is. Well, to each his own, right? Yeah, dude. But in other breaking news, Daddy Berlandi, not not you, but your pops, also yeah. kind of working for the Islanders. And uh, 
working for the the vet dogs and uh walking around radar and tory and just loving it huh loving that retired yeah. life oh man he can't get enough he's uh yeah he works he's volunteering with the guide dog foundation so he he got hooked up with the gig at the coliseum he's he knows radar real well and you know it was uh, a <laughs> real emotional time for him when you know radar was uh on his last game the other night you know we had a little you know a little ceremony for him at the house the night after you know so my my dad was real torn up about it but he he loves tory he's real he's close with tory's handler uh and yeah, he's just he's loving life. He, he comes down and visits with the dogs every once in a while, so it's cool, cool stuff. Keeping it in the family and out with the Islanders. Your dad was the original dog whisperer. Like you, you've taken the reins now. But like I remember growing up, your your dog Frisbee, who was like an absolute animal, just the meanest dog I ever met. But huh. <laughs> but Gerard, man, would just like wrestle with him on the floor and like. That dog listened whenever your dad said anything, so it was, it was. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Even with with uh, his current dog, like he his dog, the dog doesn't like anybody, doesn't pay any mind to anybody. But as soon as my dad walks through the front door, it's you know he's jumping on him. He'll sit on his lap. He'll literally go hop on the couch, sit on his shoulder. Even with my dog, when I bring my my dog there, Leo, Leo runs right to him. He's just he. The dogs are just drawn to him, man. Doctor Doolittle or something. I really don't know. I don't get it. So you said that your dad had a going away party, like back in Deer Park. Radar, radar spent some time uh, on Glendale. Ah, uh, no, I was just I was being facetious, but you know what I'm saying. He's he's he wanted to have. He was like so he he was in love with Radar. He loved Radar. He's what a good boy. He's you know I'm just so sad he's going this that and the other thing. And I I thought I honestly thought he was gonna have like a you know a farewell. Like he was he was writing a eulogy for him. I was like, Dad, he's not dying. He's just moving on to the next step in the process. So, I was going to say, because that would be uh, two monumental Islanders figures basically uh, right there on Glendale with, uh, yeah. with the cup going to You Need a Rest. Yeah. And then Radar I mean, getting a, a send-off. I, I thought that that was uh, just a, another stamp on the, on the street. Well, it should have been, man. Don't sleep on Deer Park. God, that place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm on the Gold Coast now, man. Yeah, but it's all good. All right, man. It, it is all good, and and so is the interview we have tonight, man. Like, absolute gem of an interview. We have Alex Howard of Conditions. Um, also plays in Sleeping in, uh, Sleeping with Sirens. Also plays with Hoodie Allen. Um, just an absolute gem. Also huge hockey fan so awesome conversation we had with him and uh, i hope you like it
the box with our boy, Alex Howard, lead man of conditions, um, filling in in uh, Hoodie Allen, sleeping with sirens. So a very busy man. Also a recent fiance, right? Is that the correct term? That, that is correct, yeah. I actually just recently uh, learned the spelling difference between like the male and female version of fiance. I thought it was always the same. But I, I learned that it is not. <laughs> Only a fiancé would know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think a majority of the world knows that. I've been spelling it like uh, with one E, which I think is a technically the male way to spell it, and calling my female fiancé with one E, where someone, someone told me that it's with two. But also, I don't fucking speak French, so, you know, it's okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, like... <clears throat> Welcome to 2019. We don't need to have, you know. No, there, there's no, there's no gender involved in that. It's just one word now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think it <laughs> yeah. should be. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's got to be a ni- that's got to be a nightmare. Type in fiance with autocorrect. It probably you know finance comes up and it's probably just you know a terrible Correct. thing. Correct. <laughs> yeah. The things we do to get married. Yeah, that's right. But uh. You're you're also finishing school, I see. So you're you're just a, a very busy man, right? I I'd like to think that I am, yeah, man. It's been a it's been a long, very unique uh, path for me. I think between um, living the band life, between I guess now at this point three different bands, um, and now going to college. Um, now I'm school number two for me. I just transferred from well school back in Virginia, where I'm from. Um, to a school out here outside of Nashville um, to help me kind of finish on my own terms. And so, yeah, just no matter what, whether I'm on tour or at home or whatever, I just stay busy with, with something. But that's good, you know, and that's, that's how I'd like it to be. Absolutely, man. Power to you that you can manage all that and, uh, you know, still get that degree. I'm sure that makes your, your parents proud. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just a realistic person. Like, I've been very fortunate to uh, make my band phase turn into a career that has lasted me, hell, I think almost 15 years at this point. So um, I just know that I most likely won't be, like, a hard gun band guy in the next, you know, 10 years. And that is probably smart for me to uh, to have something else to lean on. So here we are. <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah, so let's talk about that because – Conditions is your your bread and butter. That's that's your baby, right? Yeah, I mean, conditions was uh, something we started back in two thousand six, um, and uh, has always I've been called the band dad of that band. You know, um, I am not the lead singer. I am not the lead songwriter or anything. Like I'm just I've become the dad of that band. It's kind of my baby in multiple ways, um, and I love. They'll always be my passion. It's conditions. But um, when we decided to call it a day in 2014, um, shortly after that, uh, the guys from Sleeping With Sirens had reached out to me. Cause we had, they had taken us on a few tours. We had done a couple tours opening up for Sleeping With Sirens. And kind of my role in the band was playing guitar and singing a lot of backup. And um, so Kellen from Sleeping With Sirens had reached out to me and saying, hey, we need some help in the vocal department and you know maybe come play like third guitar kind of auxiliary for us and back me up because no one else really sang much um so obviously i was very open to that and i was i was fortunate to be able to do that for three years with sleeping with sirens um so we kind of came to a crossroads 
at the same time that um, Hoodie Allen was looking for a guitarist vocalist. And we started, we, yeah, we started to talk and uh, we got on board with him back in 2017. So I've been with Hoodie about two and a half years now. Um, so yeah, just been trying to stay busy no matter with who. That's crazy. So first yeah. of all, you, you have one of the more recognizable vocalists in the music scene reaching out to you to do backing vocals. Like how intimidating was that? I definitely... <laughs> I definitely was intimidating, uh, intimidated rather, but, um, you know, even though I'd known those dudes for a few years and, um, I felt comfortable coming into it, it was still like a pretty big challenge. You know, I remember Jack, the lead guitarist of Sleeping with Sirens, told me like day one, when I showed up to rehearsal and knew everything, like, you know, down to a T, he was like, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought I was going to have to send you home or like, or I was going to have to teach you some things here and there, but like, I'm honestly impressed that like you didn't ask me for a thing but you know all the songs <laughs> so um it definitely was intimidating because you know for conditions like it was all kind of diy if you will and going into like a place with sirens was um you know a manager and a business manager and we're on a bus and the tour manager is someone who's tour managed everyone you could ever think of you know so there definitely was a lot of uh a lot of kind of stepping up for it and i'm glad that you know it, it, it ended up working out um in the long run to be a very very like great experience for me absolutely man and on on a personal note uh that their one song uh i think it was if i'm james dean and whatever it's got like a very long title <laughs> uh, yeah yeah if I'm James Dean, you're Roger Hepburn. Oh, so it wasn't that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know it. But uh, that actually made it down to a, the bottom three for uh, my wedding song. It didn't win, but it was... Uh, oh, yes. It was right there in contention. So what So so what won for your wedding? So uh, we did Go, Ra- Go Radio, Good Night Moon. Oh, good, good. Great track. Yeah. So, like, my Go wife is also... Band. She's also into the the music that we you know we listen to, so you know yeah. it was it was actually fun a fun process. We actually had our our guest vote on our song, so we we made like a a website. Oh, and all. that's so awesome! Yeah, so when people like submitted their RSVP, it like popped up and said like, "All right, here are the songs that we're considering. Like, listen to them and tell us which one it should be." That rules, and also congratulations. I don't know how long it w- ago it was. But yeah. Still, congratulations. I, I was once a fiance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going on five years. It's crazy to think. And then, uh, wow. My my Good buddy, my buddy Damber, who's uh sitting creeping in the background, was actually my best man. <laughs> yeah. Good best man. Vi- yeah, vice versa. So, what you, you guys awesome, do for man. your uh your bachelor party? Oh my God, are we really gonna talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So. Um, you're you're familiar with the area, so the Jersey Shore, um, Manasquan, yeah, it's like a sleepy beach town on the shore. Um, uh-huh. Dan Burr and his now wife, their uh, family has a a few beach houses over there. So, uh, all my college friends, we made it down there in the middle of January. So, like a beach town in January is kind of you know, it's kind of a ghost town, but we're like, oh yeah, for sure, we'll find the local bar and just like. We did the Wade Boggs challenge from It's Always Sunny. 
<laughs> so we you've got to be kidding me so we, y'all have white t-shirts on and carry around the sharpie that is correct so like oh my yep. god <laughs> we i woke up and i had like 30 something tallies on my shirt like it was it wow. was a a banger and then uh yeah since we were on the jersey shore we thought it would be a good idea to do the the polar plunge so yeah how'd that turn out i'm extremely hungover my buddy throws a a rum ham in my face that he's been soaking in a cooler also sunny (laughs) reference so yeah he he makes me eat a bite of this rum ham and instantly like run into the bathroom and just unload (laughs) everything and then they're like all right we're gonna go do the pole yeah we're gonna go do the polar plunge now so I'm like, all right, it's January, it's freezing cold. I'm like, all right, the sand is also freezing cold. Let me wear my socks. Like, maybe that will make me a little warmer. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is all on video, by the way, and I'm, I'll have to tag it and, and put it up on the on on the Twitter page and social media and stuff. Yeah, please, so, please do. So, we all start sprinting, and because I'm wearing socks, I eat it so bad, dude. Like... Oh, no. Amazing. Amazing. And the sand is rock hard because it's January. And I'm pretty sure, sure I got slightly concussed and uh, never <laughs> never made it into the water and kind of ruined the rest of my bachelor party. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, that's what, that, that's what these things are for, for stories like that. Like yeah. whether or not the bachelor party went off like without a hitch or not. It's still like those why that's why we throw these party weekends is for stories like that. So, you know, it's it still was good. <laughs> it still had that story come out of it. Something yeah. we'll never forget for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh you you uh also just finished up that tour with Hoodie Allen, right, man? So Yes. Hoodie yeah, was, is uh, a Long Island boy and even though I'm in North Carolina, I'm even though I'm in North Carolina, that's where I was born and raised on Long Island. Danbury is yeah. still on Long Island, so it's a place that obviously is very special to us, and it's a place that's so bizarre and strange. Like I'm sure you've spent a, a little bit of time there, you know, playing oh, yeah. with him and oh, whatnot. Oh yeah, so it's it's funny because, uh, you know, my fiance was kind of the 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 point that I'm decided to make the move to Nashville because I'd always kind of wanted to. I, I have a lot of history with this town and, and go back a ways from conditions, having some ties to Paramore and everything back when. Um, so I'd spent a lot of time here and always kind of considered it like somewhere I would like to move, but it wasn't until I met my now fiance who's from here um, that I decided to make that move. But, um, you know, just to fast forward, like, that that sort of thought a lot of musicians make that move to like get into playing for someone that's from here because there's so much business so much of the, of the industry whether it's country or not that it's it comes out of here and now i'm i'm the guy that moved to nashville and plays for a guy from new york you know so um so yeah like when i when i go to start a tour like we start rehearsals i go up to new york whether it's uh we have two places we can rehearse at either in long island or brooklyn um, so depending on what we're doing, we kind of decide from that. So yeah, I spent a lot of time in Long Island, um, thanks to Hoodie, and uh, I mean that's that's just him, man. Like he is, he's New York through and through. Grew up in Long Island his whole life, and then now he's lived in the city for I don't know the past 
five plus years he's he's been in the city he lives in tribeca um so i i adore new york i always have always will but um you know i'll always always be a southern boy at heart (laughs) so did did hoodie take you to bagel boss because i know in one of his songs he references bagel boss like the original bagel boss you know what? He has not taken me there. Wow! And I know exactly what you're referencing, and uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna let him know that he owes me. All right. So here's a, <laughs> also a connection we have now because the owner of Bagel Boss is a huge New York Islander fan. Okay. And when John Tavares was considering like you know a few different teams, and he he was yeah. out in California meeting with like agents and whatnot and and GMs the owner of Bagel Boss actually mailed out like blue and orange bagels and told him like, you know, if you sign with the Islanders, like bagels on me for the rest of your life, like <laughs> the whole nine. That's amazing. And he, he's kind of become a thing like on I- Islanders Twitter. His, his name's Don. And uh, I'm, I'm, it's just kind of full circle, you know. That rules because I know that uh, Tavares is not getting the, the same quality. As someone who has frequented New York in, in my years of, of touring and whatever, I can tell you that there, there's one place in Nashville that is like a line at the door every day because their whole thing is New York authentic, like shipped in day of or day before, whatever it may be. Like you don't find that everywhere you go. So New York, New Yorkers are obviously spoiled because that's their, their thing. But let's just, just so you know, you go to somewhere like Nashville uh you do not have that like luxury and if you do find the one that's the best it's gonna it's gonna cost you like an hour of your time to get in there you know (laughs) but you got biscuit loving man yeah Yeah. i used to i used to live above biscuit love actually right in the city and i i i started to hate it only because i'd have to be the one to like walk my dog in the morning when i was like hungover and just see all the all the white girls just sitting in line for biscuit love, standing out in the cold. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just trying to let my dog piss. But and, like, and, I live I live above this in the in the apartment building. So like, I kind of hated it, even though it's really good. But like, I think I started to hate it because of that. Because <laughs> they had like biscuit donuts, right? Isn't that their thing? Yeah. So that's the thing for them. Is like for me, like I grew up in North Carolina, lived most of my life in Virginia. So like all Southern base. So, like, for me, biscuits are, like, more savory. But, like, for this place, is like, more on the sweet side. So, like, yeah, like you said, the biscuit donut, like, whatever. Like, when I think of biscuit, I think of savory, not sweet. Like, if I want sweet, I'd get a donut, you know. That, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other even podcast. Yeah, that part <laughs> of Nashville is, like, off the beaten path. It's called, like, the Gulch, right? Yeah, so that's the Gulch. It's, like, a newer development in the last five to ten years so it's not like it's it's very new nashville if you will um so it's very uh it's very touristy and the the places that you can live there are kind of pricey so locals kind of you know love it or leave it but at least it's away from broadway like you know i'm not it, it is it is off the path from broad from broadway but like easily accessible exactly because you know, that was my one downside with Nashville because I, I went to an Islanders Preds game actually with Danbert yeah. too. And um I'm not into country music and I know like that's what they're known for, but I was not <laughs> sure. expecting it to literally be 
in every single bar. Maybe yeah, that was just I mean, ignorant of me. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's what Nashville is known for, you know, the honky tonks on Broadway for being country music. But out of curiosity, if you can remember, and it's okay if you don't, do you have any idea about where you may have gone? Dude, so this is funny. So it was kind of shitty weather. So we went to like the that main like triple decker bar that's right by Bridgestone Arena. But it was kind of packed and like they had the upstairs windows open and it was kind of cold. So we were like, ah, let's go like just hop down the strip. So we went a few bars down and it was like more of a mellow scene. It was like acoustic country music. So like we we're like, all right, we can deal with this. And we ended yeah. up spending like an hour maybe even two hours there and we're like all right let's let's look at the menu and try to get some food and sure enough we were in a fucking mellow mushroom like a chain restaurant <laughs> i'm like that yeah we got the nashville experience we're in a freaking <laughs> applebee's basically that makes it especially funny to me because a good buddy of mine is a bartender at that mellow mushroom <laughs> but there's so no like signage or anything so like i had no idea we were even in a mellow mushroom yeah, no, that's I, I, for sure. Like most of the, like, there's signs out for sure, but like unless you really look at it, every door, every door, bar, restaurant, whatever it is, kind of looks the same. So I don't fault you on that whatsoever, because there's a band playing, there's a door open, there's a door guy, and they're all trying to get you to come in to hear their whatever country cover band, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't fault you at that, but at least Mellow Mushroom's pretty solid food wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, just a funny story. I, actually, like, I have nothing yeah. but good things to say about Nashville. Like, the whole, like, yeah. game experience, the city. It actually reminds me a lot of Charlotte, North Carolina, where I am. Like, very clean. Yeah. Very, you know, all new buildings. You just see, like, cranes everywhere because they're just, like, growing yeah. faster than they can Char keep up with. Charlotte is definitely one of the few that has been blowing up, like, crazy the last few years. Especially for, like, southern towns couple of my best friends uh live there so um yeah I, I've, I've definitely noticed that as well there yeah so your your city is kind of booming though because of the, the the hockey team there too so let's try to tie this all yeah full circle so yes. yes alex is a busy man and plays in numerous bands and getting that college degree getting that ring but you're also a big hockey guy yeah yeah, so the long story short for me is uh, I grew up in a small beach town in North Carolina in the 90s and was playing street hockey with my brothers and friends and whatever. And I think, honestly, mainly due in part to the Mighty Ducks franchise. Um, I think I think if it wasn't for that being such a, a trend of the 90s of rollerblading or roller skating, whatever, playing roller hockey in the street, um, that I might not be as diehard into hockey as I am. So... Let's fast forward that to when I moved, I moved from North Carolina to Richmond, Virginia, when I was uh, about nine years old. So still pretty early on, and um, Richmond was just building a rink. Uh, so, like, I basically transitioned from roller hockey to ice hockey right then because they, were, they had a brand new ice rink they were building. It was new to Richmond back then. You know, the Caps were just trying to, like, even attempt to spread themselves into Virginia and whatever. Now, now you go there and it's like the junior caps or whatever their name is for like their kind of youth travel team thing. They have a lot of affiliation now, but when I was growing up, it was all brand new. There's nothing there. Um, so for me, like growing up as a kid, like I, 
my dad, huge football guy, like huge into sports, but never really had a hockey team. And uh, so I, I grasped the New York Rangers because, you know, they won the cup in 94. Uh, they're really fun to watch as a little kid. Like in 94, I would have been like seven, eight years old, you know. So um, I was very impressionable. You can't help but watch Mark Messier and Brian Leach and Mike Richter and not think they're one of the greatest because they were and they are, you know. Um, and, and I know I'm talking to Islanders fans, but, you know, they are. <laughs> If, hmm. if I was don't worry, we're cool. 80, if, if I was we'll let it slide. Of, if I was a kid of the '80s, most likely I would have t- turned up to be an Islanders fan because of how great they were in the '80s. You know, um, so yeah, that, I mean that was the long and short of me. Like I just as a kid, like I grew up loving hockey, getting into it as, at a young age, very impressionable, and then seeing the Rangers win it, like I just like I am a Rangers fan. Like I, it's a very easy team to love. Little did I know it would be much more, a much tougher team to love as I got older. But uh, yeah, so that that's my backstory of like I just grew up playing street hockey and started to love the Rangers in the nineties. Um, so I guess if you would fast forward all the way to this day and age, you know I moved to Nashville three years ago, and um, it's just I'm just surrounded by it. Like, you know I, I I've been coming here a lot for Sleeping with Sirens re- uh, rehearses here. So we'd, we'd come here for an extended period of time, whether it's like a, a week or so, or I was here for a couple of months for a recording once and whatever. And it's just everywhere you look is Preds, you know? So, which is nice for like a, a smaller, like I consider Nashville like a small, big city. Probably what you might equate to like Charlotte. Like Charlotte's got the Panthers, um, but you know, they, they can't quite like host every team like a new york or an la can you know so um i just like kind of started small like every like i'd meet people that works for the preds or like it was around people everywhere like everywhere i went everyone was going to games and whatever the gym i go to is sponsored by them and then like now i started getting involved in like adult league stuff and it's where they practice so it's like it's pretty cool to know that i'm just playing in my beer league hockey and that's where the preds practice so that for me was enough to be like you know what i've never really had a true hometown team for myself you know like i will always love new york i will always love the rangers because that was kind of my first love as far as hockey goes but like i never really had a new york connection like family wise if you will so for me to be here now and like be just down the street and drive by the arena like every other day um you know, it kind of was like a, a sense of community that I was like, you know what? I always love my Rangers, but like, I, I think it's time that I can burn. I think I'm a Preds fan. And so all my friends out there that may or may not listen to this, they can talk shit if they want. <laughs> That's the story and I'm sticking to it. Nah, dude, I, I, I totally can relate because that's very similar to me with the Carolina Panthers. Like... Growing up on Long yeah. Island, like everyone's either Jets or Giants, like hardcore Jets or Giants. And then like my family wasn't big into football. Like they're a hot, we're like kind of a hockey family. So I never had like yeah. that alliance to a team. So then like when I went to college in upstate New York, all my friends were Buffalo Bills fans. And I was like, I kind of like this like underdog team mentality where like, everyone's shitting on the bills but like the bills fans still sell out every single game and i was like kind of like the bills and then when i moved yeah. to charlotte north carolina 
it just so happened to be the same year that the Panthers went on the Super Bowl run. And oh, yeah. being so like where I lived in Charlotte, I could throw a baseball and hit Bank of America Stadium. Like that's how close I yeah. was. So like being around that during that that crazy year just totally hooked me. And I was like, you know what? I don't really have that tight tight of a connection to either the Jets or the Giants or, you know, like the Bills, like I said. Like I need a hometown team. And yeah, I'm a Panthers fan now. I respect that. I, I totally respect that. I've always told my dad, so my, to connect that, my dad is a football guy. Grew up in North Carolina, Virginia, just like me. But he's a Minnesota Vikings fan. And raised me and my brothers to be diehard Vikings fans. Just because they were a new team in the 60s. And he knew, like, he was disconnected. Like, it was either Redskins or, or Falcons back then. And he didn't really like either. But the Vikings were, like, a new, cool team. And he just kind of got on board. And, you know, that's what he went with. So he raised me and my brothers to be the same way. So, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I always told him, like, I should be a Panthers fan growing up in North Carolina. But, like, that was already past the point that I'd already been established as a Vikings fan. So, yeah, my, my sports allegiance is kind of annoying. Like, I really, truly wish that I had, like, the one, you know, like, a lot of New Yorkers, like, oh, I'm, I'm Rangers, Yankees, Knicks, Giants. But, like, it's not, not as simple for a lot of people uh, throughout the country, you know, that have to – that don't live in, like, a town that's got, like, a major sports team, you know? So so I don't know if you did any uh, <laughs> background digging on me, but that's kind of my cup of tea, man. Like, I organize Isles meetups all across the country for Islander fans that don't live on Long Island. And we have groups in 26 different cities right now. So like Oh wow. No, I didn't know you went that far. That's amazing though. Yeah, so the the beautiful thing is like that's kind of the the age of sports these days. Like especially with a place like New York where it's just so ridiculous to live. Like it's so expensive yeah. and like taxes are outrageous. Like people are leaving New York left and right. So they're ending up in these up and coming southern cities, you know, Tampa, sure. Charlotte, Nashville. They're all over the place. And yeah. I was like, you know what? There's enough of us around here. Like, there should be a way to just watch games and go to like road games together. And it's taken off, man. I've been doing it for a few years and it's freaking awesome. Well, that's amazing. I'm so stoked you're doing that because I am someone who has done that for football and I look forward to trying to find, uh, you know, maybe next time in New York, seeing if there's a Preds, <laughs> a Preds bar. But I know of a Vikings bar from uh from being up there for doing stuff with hoodie um it's bar none um it's a viking support bar and i've gone to watch various vikings games there over the years that i've been like on a sunday with a day off from rehearsal in new york i've, I've gone to bar none it's like right near webster hall i can't remember what street it is but it's like a walk from webster hall and how cool is it like to be like in a totally different city watching your team with other Vikings fans. Yeah, especially like with the case that it's all right, these are Minnesota fans in New York. I'm originally from Virginia. So like none of it really makes sense, but like it's packed with all these people rooting for the same team. It's so special. I think it's so cool. Sweet, man. So it's great. It's great. They're getting to do that for the Isles. It's awesome. Yep. It's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I, I kind of, because the bar we go to is actually a soccer bar. And mm -hmm. soccer fans are crazy, man. Like they're 
supporting yeah. groups all over the country, all over the world, and to s- kind of see what they do with you know supporting being a supporting group has just kind of lit a fire under my ass, really. Yeah, I love that, dude. And it's probably uh, hopefully it's a lot easier for this season because the Isles seem to be playing their their faces off. They're dangerous. They're scary good. Yeah, Dan Burr. Dan Burr goes to every yeah. game. What do yeah. you got for us, bro? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was actually just going to interject and ask Alex how jazzed up he is for the uh, Winter Classic coming up. You know what? I'm, I'm right on the fence right now because let, let me tell you, I bought tickets to it like over the summer, you know, on the Preds like email list. Um, but I got a lot of stuff coming up around Christmas with uh, going to my fiance's parents, going to my parents and like and this and that. And like, now we're trying to realize, like, hey, with all this other stuff going on that, you know, hockey should be my number one. But I, obviously, the family's got to come first. We're, like, kind of sure. realizing, like, hey, should we hang on to these tickets and try to make this thing happen? Or should we, you know, should we sell the tickets and, and just watch, like, in Nashville? So, so sure. TB, TBD right now, I do have tickets in my possession. Was pretty was pretty stoked to get down to Dallas to go to the Winter Classic. But but right now I'm on the fence of whether we'll make the trip or not. Regardless, we will be, at the worst case scenario, we'll be at some sort of giant watch party in Nashville with the gear on, you know, ready to cheer on our boys. Um, but, yeah, I'm super stoked that they get to do something like that. It's, I think it's really special to have two, like, southern teams be able to to do this, like, outside, like, I'm still not entirely sure, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. Still not entirely sure how it's all going to work. Because I did get a chance to go to a stadium series game a few years back. It was actually Rangers Islanders at Yankee Stadium. Right. Um, and I froze my ass off. I remember getting a beer and walking to my seat, and it was frozen by the time I got to my seat. Jeez. So th- there's no problem keeping ice there. <laughs> yeah. But like, But like in Dallas in January, I don't know if – uh it's 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 obviously not going to be the same so uh i look forward to it regardless if i'm there or if i'm just watching you know yeah well if you do attend you'll have to uh you know let us know how the atmosphere and the experience is because uh you know as islander fans we'll probably never get to experience our team in one in a winter classic you know so (laughs) but that that's going to be awesome for sure if you do end up going so have the best time if you do end up going yeah but i I feel like this has opened (laughs) up the nhl's eyes because there's been rumors that like Bettman and a, a few like NHL executives have been scoping out the scene in Raleigh for the Hurricanes, and you know that would be very cool because the Can- I mean the Canes have really done a really good job the last few years of of like acknowledging that they're like an untraditional or non-traditional hockey sort of town. I think similar to like a Nashville, where like North Carolina, like I'm from there, like it's not a hockey place. But the Canes have done a very good job of engaging people and getting like a great fan base, and I think there's a lot to uh, there's a lot there, and I think it would be very successful if they did do something like that, that down there. And I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, PNC Arena, but it is on NC State campus, and uh-huh. they already have like an outdoor football stadium, like basically on the same grounds. So right. I feel like that I, – I don't know if it's big enough. I, I guess I, I would have to look into, like, how many uh, seats that it, that are, uh, 
stadium has. And uh, yeah, I, I just feel like that could be a slam dunk. Like, that makes sense. Like, you would basically have your fans still parking in the same lot that they park for for regular games. Yeah. It'd be, and it could be cool to, like, include another Southern team, like a Tampa or someone like that, who's a, a very, like, you know, highly watched team, but in a non-traditional hockey market like Tampa is. And uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think there's a lot to be there. Like, I think it's cool with the Dallas-Nashville thing. It's a rivalry that's, like, kind of uh, brewing. You know, if it's not already there, it's brewing. It'd be, like, the Southern sort of you know, spots, Dallas and Nashville, you'd never thought at this point. We would have said that 10 years ago. No one ever thought that that would be a cool hockey game. But now I think that it genuinely is. So uh, I think uh, something with, like, a Carolina and Tampa or Carolina or even, like, Florida Panthers, like, you know, it'd be cool to, like, just do something different. Well, yeah, I'm pushing, for, I'm pushing for that Islanders-Hurricanes rivalry, man. Like, you know – Whenever the Islanders are in town, we get, you know, over 200 fans in our section. And yeah. the Hurricane fans hate us at this point. Like, they really hate us. Like, they, the last time we were there, they were chanting sweep at us. And, it, like, it's like, first of all, yes, you guys did sweep us. But what happened the next round? Like, you guys got swept too. Yeah. So, not sure how you can really only, just justify that. There's only so much you can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the yeah, fact no, that... That would be great, especially having, like, a more, like, scrap what I was saying, like, have the new team versus, like, a more traditional team. Like, granted, Islanders are not original six, but they're still a very deeply, you know, north, northeast sort of, like, you know, this is, this is hockey town sort of team versus Raleigh. But we, we're also, <laughs> like, the ugly stepchild of the league. Like... <laughs> You know, compared to the the Rangers and the Devils, like the Islanders are always just like bashed by the national media. And like, you know, my my co-host uh, Devin made a shirt for the playoffs. You know, a bunch of jerks versus a bunch of greasy losers because that's what Sean Avery <laughs> came out and called us. Oh so, yeah, I remember that Sean. Sean Avery was always like, as growing up as a Rangers fan, Sean Avery was a uh, a dude I really loved. And I know everyone else literally hates him, but that's what makes him Sean Avery. You know, like every team kind of had that. Like I, I also really like like Matthew Barnaby back in the day, at, like at, for the Sabers. Like when I was a kid, like I got one of those Sabers Buffalo looking jerseys for Barnaby um, as a kid, just because I liked him because he's just uh, annoying as hell. Um, so I think that would be like a really good thing, like. If, I like I don't care about ratings or whatever. The Islanders have won some cups. They are incredible the last couple of years, especially this year. And they would deserve a chance like that, like on the national spotlight, you know? Hey, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the guys you love you know, you love to have on your team and root for, like, but if you're you know, watching them play against your team, I think that's why, you know, a lot of us Islander fans really hated the Rangers when they, you know, had all those guys, Barnaby and Avery, you know, back in the early 2000s. And, but, oh, you know, yeah. I, I always told myself I would love to have one of those guys. You know, if I had Sean Avery on my team back then, I would have probably loved the guy too. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. That, that, those are the dudes you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but you hate if they're not on your team. Yep. 30, 30 teams hate that guy. 
without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that Tom Wilson is definitely that guy now. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, and I know you guys did an interview with Ryan from Conditions, and he's a Caps fan. You know, Tom wants to be on the Caps, and uh, I'll just go ahead and take my time to openly say I hate the Caps, and I hate Ryan, and uh, <laughs> I hate Tom Wilson. <laughs> See? Yeah, like, I, I feel like there's still guys like that in the league. You know, the, the, the role of the enforcer is gone, but there's always yeah. going to be that agitator, and most teams have yeah. their own. You know, I guess ours is Cal Clutterbuck, maybe even Leo Komarov, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it... we have. Go ahead. I think sorry. It... Yeah, sorry. No, I think we have ours in Nashville as Austin Watson, as we just played the uh, Sharks last night, and Evander Kane and Austin Watson got into it pretty good. Um, you know, so I I don't think that that role is that role is maybe diminished a little bit, but it's not gone, like you said. It'll. Ne- I don't think it'll ever be the same sort of goon enforcer that it was, but you still have your your big boys that they know what's up. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. So, um, I I guess the the Islanders Rangers rivalry is not the same as it used to be, and uh, like we didn't even play the Rangers yet this year. It's been kind of a weird schedule, and yeah, you know that there are these other rivalries that are brewing throughout the league. And I, I think it's just good for the sport to have that. Um, especially since like hockey is on the back burner to the other major leagues in the, in North America. So yeah, absolutely. having some new rivalries, new, uh, you know, fresh blood in the league is definitely helping for sure. No, I think, and I think like what you mentioned on with having uh, the Islanders and the hurricanes being, uh, a good rivalry now is is really good for not only that sort of under like non-traditional sort of rivalry but like there's a lot of ties between the south like on the east coast and from where y'all are like i know like i call the tampa bay lightning like the tampa bay rangers you know there's a lot of connections there but there's also outside of just the connections within the league i think uh fan base wise there is like What's the traditional, like, oh, I retired from my New York job. I moved to Florida. You know, I moved to somewhere sunny. Like, there's a lot of that that transpires, and I think um, it's cool to see some of it, like, actually come to life. You know, I think I think watching a, a Rangers-Lightning game would be good or, like, an Islanders-Hurricanes game. Like, there's a lot more connections there than than you think. I just wish that the NHL didn't, like, saturate and kind of ruin what they had. like. That first Winter Classic was so special, like, got so much coverage and everything. And then they just kept adding, like, like you said, the, the Heritage Classic, um, then the Stadium Series. Stadium Series, And it's yep. just like, yeah, you had a good thing, but then you guys, like, pounded it into, like, every fan's head, and, like, it wasn't the same. So. I, I agree. I, I, I wonder how much longer they're going to keep going with this, because I feel like it has kind of dwindle down a little bit like i knew nashville was in it but i didn't even yeah, know it's, who, it's tough. who they were playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i honestly think they should have kept it to like a uh to just doing the winter classic the stadium series and heritage and all that you mentioned takes it a little too much and especially like on if you consider like the average working man's dime you know these aren't things that like everyone can just go to all the time and like 
I don't know. I just, I just think you you lose some of the some of the like original like vibe of it by by making it accessible to different things. Like I like I told you, I went to the stadium series for the Rangers Islanders um, a few years back, and it didn't feel like a, a winter classic. It felt like I was freezing my ass off at Yankee Stadium, and uh, it just wasn't as special. Yeah, dude, I totally agree. And then, like, the NHL is so disconnected with their fans where, like, then they'll have, like, Nelly Furtado play the halftime or, like, intermission. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> why why are you just throwing some, like, washed-up pop star at us? Like, yeah, there's clearly I c- there's clearly the connection between, like, the alternative music scene and hockey fans, like, hence Bar Down yeah. Breakdown. And, like, why not get a local bands from that city to play like i i think like simple plan played one but simple plan played one in boston it's like man imagine simple plan playing for like the canadians or or the maple leafs like that would have been i was just gonna say that yeah like they most definitely should have but like because they are all they all speak french like i've seen them do that like where they play a show in canada and literally just talking french in between songs they should play for montreal you know like or even Toronto, like you said, like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that either. Like, I don't, I don't know who they have coming up for this winter classic. I know they just did like a partnership with, with Green Day, which I will say was, even though they're one of the biggest bands of the last 20, 30 years, um, I'll at least hand it to them on that. That's at least a little more connected than, like you said, like a Nelly Furtado or something like that. Um, I hope that they. I just, I just wonder who that, like, who's in charge of that? You know what I mean? Like, are they that disconnected from everything that they don't understand? I guess that that's got to be the case because they just don't get it. Yeah, because like it seems like like EA Sports gets it, and we had Chris Barker from Anti Flag on, and like they get it. So like, why doesn't yeah. the NHL get it? <laughs> yeah, no, I t- totally agree. They would be great because there's an anti flag from they're from Pittsburgh, yeah. Yep. I mean, put them on the Penguins game. Let's go! Like that's right. Amazing. Or like, like it's very noted that Derek from State Champs is a huge Dallas Stars fan. Like, yeah. State Champs is are huge right now. Have them freaking play it. That that would be unreal, and that that's a thing where it's like they already have an established sort of fan base that helps with it, but it also is a huge uh shift for them as a band you know what i mean like does the nhl really need to put on fallout boy for something yeah like yeah we all love fallout boy here and there but like they don't need to be showcased for that this could be like a whole different thing where you're saying like all right here's an up-and-coming artist that's already established themselves and can help the sport and the sport can help them and they're actually hockey fans and they actually give a shit absolutely just yeah. stupid things that go through my brain, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you, bud. <laughs> yeah, well, the, if the NHL was smart, you know, I think the, the musical performer this year should be something country-related, you know, being it's Dallas versus Nashville. Yeah, but, I, don't, you know. I don't know if they've announced anything, so I am intrigued to see what that may be because I can't imagine between Tennessee and Texas that it would be anything different. And if it is, yeah. someone really missed the mark. <laughs> and if there's one league that can screw it up, it's the NHL. <laughs> yeah so so let it be known now that all of us are calling 
it being a country artist. And when Gwen Stefani shows up for no reason, <laughs> we'll, right. know, we'll know why. <laughs> exactly. It wouldn't surprise me at the least. Yeah. Or <laughs> three little women or whatever, three LW from like back in the oh, day. Like just because <laughs> it was cheap and they could do it for 500 bucks. Yep. Man. 100%. But um it's it's been a blast talking with you alex and uh i i I was so pumped to see um that conditions got some solid streams this past year on that spotify wrapped i'm not even sure if you saw it but i'm not sure who's running your social media accounts and whatnot but that was still so awesome to see yeah i know it was i I still kind of had that up you know it's it's very um it's pretty inactive at this point um and it's cool because, like, the last single we put out was uh, around this time last year. So the most recent single we put out was technically 2018. Um, so to see, like, so much support in 2019 where we essentially didn't really do anything. You know, we had a newish song, um, but we didn't play any shows or anything. It's really it's really encouraging to see that people still care about it. And, um, you know, so we're trying to start to plan for 2020, um, you know, doing something special for... For those that do still support us, like something they can get in their hands and then and also hopefully something uh, they can come and see. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give away what it is because we are not honestly entirely sure what it is quite yet. But um, so it's not going to be a tour or anything like that. We're not getting back together, but we will do some things to kind of to kind of celebrate uh, some anniversaries of things and just give uh, the people that still follow us something to grasp to. So here's the hot question. Who's going to open for who? Conditions or Throwing Back Sunday? Because <laughs> they're getting oh a pretty God. solid following, it looks like, man. They, they are. I've, I've talked to Ryan about this quite a few times. I, I think what they're doing is so fun. Like, I've told him, I was like, yo, you ever need anybody? You know, I'm around, like, whatever. Like, I'd love to be a part of it. So I think it's really cool what they get to do, but... Um, no one's going to take conditions headliner spot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was just messing with you, but you know, yeah. when, when I saw those numbers come out, I, I had the same reaction to you. Like, man, there's still so much support for that band. They better freaking do something. Cause I'm pretty sure it's 10 years of, from uh fluorescent youth, right? Is that this year or was that last yeah. year? Two, 2010. So it'll be 2020. So, you are you are right in uh in assuming that and I will uh I will just tell you all to keep your eyes peeled. All right, man. That's awesome to hear and you know, I guess we have to give congrats to Brandon. He's a he's a new father, right? So Yes. Brandon Roundtree, our singer, is a new father. I'm so stoked for him. Yeah, man. Can't wait just... to can't wait to be the weird uh the weird uncle that's not really related but is um that that's going to be all of us conditions boys for him so yes very excited for him and uh him and megan and stoked to meet his little boy jackson dude that's so awesome like it's cool like because i'm i'm 33 and i'm I'm probably around your your guys's age like you know yeah we're the same age yeah so like the the bands that i was really into when i was younger you know we're all at different stages in our lives and it's just it's cool to see it you know i don't feel like the old guy even though devin likes to crack on me about it but it's (laughs) (laughs) it's all good man i I just nothing but love absolutely i and i appreciate we all appreciate that you know 
you get it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Richmond's not too far from Charlotte, so if there is anything that happens, if it's a weekend, I will freaking be there. Absolutely, we would love to have it. All right, man. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know you're a busy man, and uh, it, it's been a blast to just talk, you know, music, hockey with you, and hopefully your your two teams that you root for turning around because right now they're sitting at the same exact point total so kind of on the outside looking in hopefully they they figure things out because you definitely want the predators in in the playoffs for sure absolutely i i think uh for the both of them the rangers were one uh you know with the signing of panarin and you know the young talent they have i was just I thought that they would be a little more surprising than they have been so far. And that, that that's not to count them out yet. Cause I think they still have more, but for the Preds, it's just like, you know, bringing on a guy like Duchesne and, uh, and all the kind of firepower that they already have. Um, they're a very talented team. They're just not playing like one quite yet. And I sincerely hope they turn that around. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that. And I hope to, uh, I hope that the Preds can make a good playoff run because it'll make our lives and Nashville even more fun, you know? So Yeah, the, the last it. time they went on that deep run, it was just it was good for the game. So, you know, I'm a hockey fan yeah. above above everything else at this point. So, you know, I just want hockey to grow and just take over and be bigger than basketball one day. You couldn't agree more, bud. <laughs> Just uh, one more question for me, Alex. Uh, yeah. It looks like actually the Rangers and the Islanders are in Nashville on upcoming Monday and Tuesday. But uh, ra- Monday night, Rangers, Nashville, who, who are you rooting for, man? Uh, I know someone somewhere will give me shit for this. But like I said, man, I, I've converted 100%. I love the Rangers, but um, I'm, a home, I'm a homer boy now, and I don't have any plans to leave Nashville, so I'm going to have to go Preds. All right, good answer. <laughs> All right, man, we'll we'll let you go. Thanks again. All right, thank you guys. All right, see ya. Later. awesome man he's a great dude real knowledgeable i hope all the best i hope you can make it out to that winter classic yeah you know like i said i i really i i knew that nashville was in it because i saw the jerseys got leaked but for some reason i i forgot who they were playing against and 
I guess I have to also look up what Dallas's winter classic jerseys look like. Are they pretty sweet? Did you see them? I saw them. I saw them like a week ago. I don't even remember what they look like. The Nashville ones are really cool. Um, just kind of simple and you know, kind of like retro look to them. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I can understand. I didn't honestly. I forgot who was playing in the Winter Classic. It's probably because they, the NHL likes to jam the same four teams down our throats every year, whether it be Boston, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Washington. So I was just assuming and expecting it to be something similar this year. But it's it's a breath of fresh air kind of to see two, two new teams in the uh, winter classic. So it should be fun. Yeah. Now that I know the two teams, I definitely will watch it because you know, it's new year's day, just lounge around the house. And like you said, it's two different teams that aren't always shoved down our throats. Um, Two teams that are kind of underperforming at the time. So, you know, maybe, the road to the winter classic. I'm not even sure if they still do that, but you know, maybe that and then all the action around the winter classic ignites something in these teams. You know, you never know. It's it's possible. It's a long regular season. And sometimes you need something like this to, to get you over the hump. So I'll be watching that one for sure. Um, Two teams that I kind of, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I'm fans of, but they're always teams that, if they're on, I'm going to watch them. So yeah, two teams you can kind of respect and, you know, they're, you know, Nashville's always kind of got a great team and they're fun to watch. And as is Dallas, they got a lot of firepower. So, and Dallas just fired their coach, what yesterday? So we'll see what happens with that. So was it another one of the, the racial allegations? Yeah. They just, uh, you know, the GM came out and said, uh, you know, this isn't a, you know, a, a correlation from the product on the ice. It's just, you know, f- uh, further conduct, you know, they found with the coach and see, I guess it's zero, zero tolerance at this point. So they kind of just cut, cut the cord quick. And that was it. As it should be like, you know, yeah, without a doubt, the NHL needs to clean some things up. You know, things are different. It's not the, the same game it was in the eighties. Like, right. You know, you, you got to be held accountable for these kind of things. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we don't have to hear any more of these stories coming out. But unfortunately, I think we will. Um, yeah, the dominoes are falling. So I'm sure this isn't the last they're going to hear of it. Yeah, but I can pretty put pretty much put my hand on a Bible and swear that none, nothing's going to come out about Barry Trotz. Like, he's a world-class nah. dude. and. Um, not a chance he's a he's a second coming of jesus christ so you'll never hear anything in the in, in the negative about barry trotz yeah lord so barry we're in good shape i don't think we, the islanders necessarily have anything to worry about um but nope. also they're you know continuing not as hot as they were on that 17 game point streak but you know they're they're winning two losing one and if you're playing above 500 hockey at this point, especially after that point streak, they can kind of coast at that point into right. a playoff spot. Like, I don't know if they're necessarily going to catch Washington, but at this point, do we even really care if we catch Washington? Like, who who's right behind us? We got, like, the Rangers creeping behind us. Uh, yeah, well, Carolina and Pittsburgh are... Uh in the wild card spots at, at the moment. And then, uh, 
You got uh, Philly. So, so Philly surprising the league. Philly is surprising the league, but let's say right now, if the playoffs were starting, it would be a two-three matchup between the Islanders and the Flyers. And yeah, yeah, the the Flyers have been a surprise, but I would feel pretty confident going into that series. Well, yeah, and the Islanders dating back to you know for the majority of last season, they've ha- kind of had the Flyers number. They played well, would they play twice this year already, and they they won both times once in at the Coliseum, once in Philly. So I would feel pretty confident, especially with home ice at the Coliseum. You know, I I I don't they don't scare me at all. I I, I honestly would probably be more scared playing Carolina in the first round than I would Philly. That's what I mean. Like so, in the wild card positions right now, you have Carolina in the first wild card, and then Pittsburgh in the second. So. Right. Of of those evils, I would take where we're sitting right now. I wouldn't even want to to hop above Washington and then have to play um Carolina or Pittsburgh. Because yeah Yeah, we, we handled Pittsburgh last year, but you know, Crosby comes back from an injury, you know, Mel Melkin's still freaking who he is. And then yeah. uh Rust, man, like Rust has our number this year too. Huh. Yeah, he's just like uh, he's like the new Crosby. He's, he's guaranteed to have three points against us every game. So, but uh, yeah, I think that's you know as far as the the Metro goes, I think those are really the f- the four or five teams that you're going to see because the next closest team is the Rangers, but they're still you know five points clear of Pittsburgh. So I think it's going to be a battle for uh, at least the two and the three spot. So we'll see. It'll yeah. be fun. I mean, we we still have a lot of time to think about playoff seedings, but. Uh, uh, of I think that the, the way it's going, I think that's kind of what you're, you're, you're looking towards in the future. So I guess at this point, so yeah, playoffs are far off, but the All-Star game's not too far off. You know, usually right around this time, the, the, fan, op- the fan ballot opens up. Who, who do you think would be our uh, representative for the, for the Islanders in the All-Star game? Oh, it's tough to say, man. I mean... Barzell for sure. I mean, he's just you know he's having a he, not you know he, you got to remember it's the Barry Trot system, so Barzell's not going to light the, light the league on fire with with points. But he's you know he's having a, a a strong start as far as the goals go. You never really see that out of Barzell. So I think him for sure he's going to be there. Um, I mean, you could really it could be a toss up between either one of the goalies too. I mean, Grice is playing out of his mind. Varlamov as of late's playing out of his mind. Both on top of the league as far as you know. Save percentage, goals, goals against, wins, whatever. But so. I, I, not wins necessarily. I think that's what's going to hurt them is that they just because they're splitting it, they're not getting yeah. enough wins. And I, I, I think that that's what fans look at when they vote. And I don't know. I just can't see either one of those guys getting in as much as I would love to see. You know, Grice in. You know, because right. let's be real. This is probably Grice's last year as an Islander. So to have him go out and possibly uh, go out as an all-star would be huge. But I just can't see that happening, especially like with some of the other goalies in the league and like the Carter Hart story. And just I feel like that's a long shot. And then other than yeah, other than that, I'm like, would Brock Nelson get in? Like, yes, yeah, Islander he- I feel like Islander fans know who Brock Nelson is, but if you ask a fan of any other team in the NHL, I'm not sure they know who Brock Nelson is. Nah, no chance. I mean, you know, diehard hockey fans would know who he is, but, you know, he's not your household name. I mean, you know, Josh Bailey 
more fans would obviously know than Brock Nelson, but uh, no, Brock Brock Nelson is playing out of his mind too. Come you know, coming into his new contract, and he's he's not he's not disappointing to say the least. So I mean, I would love to see Brock Nelson get a shot in the three on three at the All Star game, but uh, you know, I think it's going to be Barzell is a lock. And you know, how often do you see more than one Islander make the All Star team ever? So, dude, I can't even yeah. think the last time. Honestly, it- I couldn't. I couldn't even. I couldn't even tell you. The even the days of the, you know Tavares made it. You know how many years in a row, and then you know before that, I could think you know Mark Streit made it when he first came to the Islanders back then when I was in Montreal. But I honestly can't think of a time when the Islanders had more than one representative at the All Star game. Yeah. So I was just like curious, like, oh, how many casual hockey fans know Brock Nelson? If if so, I pulled up my fantasy hockey app. How many teams do you think claimed Brock Nelson throughout all of fantasy? Uh, I would have to say it's it's probably under fifty percent. Dude, it's right there, fifty-one percent. So like, yeah, someone that's making the All Star game only claimed 51 percent of the the time in fantasy hockey like that means 49 percent of the time you could go pick him up in free agents like i don't know even though islander fans know the seasons he's having like how brocktober went into november and now it's in i don't even know what they're calling it for december but it's still going he's still pocketing really huge goals for us but Outside yeah. of the New York market, man, I I feel like he's not getting any national coverage for him to mm. make the team. No, nah, I mean you've got a couple people on like NHL Network, like Kevin Weeks, who's like all about the Islanders. He'll mention Brock Nelson, but uh, you know, outside of that, you, you're never going to hear his name mentioned as a you know premier player or an All Star game potential. So, but you never know; crazier things have happened. Yeah. You know, know, most people don't even watch the All-Star game, but I I, I do always like to kind of speculate who's going to be the Islanders' representative. And, you know, even some years when, like, Tavares didn't necessarily deserve it, he was, like, all that they could put in. Right. (laughs) It's sad, but it's true. Yeah, like, you're not going to put Marty Reisner in. No. I don't even know. I don't like. I'm. I'm assuming every team ha- still has to have a representative because I'm. I'm. I'm pretty sure there was even seasons when the Islanders probably didn't even deserve to have a representative, like back in like 2007 when like Chris Campoli was like a top tier player for the Islanders, and that's you know obviously saying a lot. But yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm assuming that every team still has to have a representative, so you know the Islanders are more than likely not going to have more than one, and it's going to be Barzell. So yeah, and the and the conversation, I guess. So, yeah, but it's it'll be fun to you know hope and dream that maybe we'll get need maybe two even three guys there. But with the new the new system with the you know how it's like a divisional tournament now, it's just hard to slide more than two guys from a same team into a onto an all star team all star game team. So, dude, this is complete coincidence. Like this episode will probably drop you know Monday morning and. The Islanders will play Florida and Buffalo, but then they play Nashville on Tuesday. Like, yeah, I didn't even plan that. I'm not even lying. So we have Alex Howard on our pod, Nashville Predator fan, dropping an episode the day before that they play each other. Talk about some good timing. 
I probably shouldn't have let people know my secret and just pretended like I planned that. Yeah, you kind of ruined it now. You definitely (laughs) left me losing followers at the in the minute minute by minute. Yeah, man. But (laughs) Islanders got at least you know they're kind of back to their normal schedule of like you know Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, which helps me get through the work week. I don't know about you because you have to work. Yeah, but. Yeah, but still, I mean, even like the away games, it's just nice to have some kind of, you know, flow in the schedule, you know, whereas they don't, you know, they'll play Saturday and they're not playing again until Thursday. Those are just the worst. Yeah. But, you know, they're going to get back to their like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you know, regiment, which is nice. So we'll have pretty, looks like we'll have some pretty consistent uh, Islanders hockey until I believe they have their little, uh, that might be the all-star break, end of January. So, but that'll be nice. Consistent Islanders hockey. You know, gets you through the day. But then you got January, man. Like, we got the Devils twice. We got the Rangers twice. We got the Capitals basically twice. The Rangers three times. Oh, three three times, times, dude. Like, yeah, that's a big month. That's a huge month. Like, yeah, I feel like January January could be the make or break month, man. We got to, yeah, we got to play basically 500 or better hockey in January to, to ride this out. Cause you go on a losing streak in January, man, that could ruin everything that we did early in the season. Yeah. Well, just got to keep it consistent. It's a lot of home games. Uh, it looks like they're playing Washington new year's Eve. That'll be a big game. Washington again, two weeks later, the Rangers, obviously three times the devils twice, you know, those are must win games. So Carolina, yeah, it's going to all be, be huge games. Caroline's going to be huge, man. That's going to be our biggest meetup group ever that we send out, which is like I say that every time, but, you know, we're already sold over 100 tickets plus my own personal tickets that I sold for like my closer friends. But then also the booster clubs taking a whole bus down to sit with us. So we're going to have over over 200 Islander fans for that game again. And uh, that's a big one. So. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, man. And it's a nice 5 o'clock start, so you'll get home back to Charlotte nice and early. Yeah, and I have off that Monday. And, and that's that's a anniversary of my polar plunge fail. Oh, yeah. All I'll coming to, full uh, circle, man. I'll have to light a candle for you on that night. Happy Martin Luther. Yes, sir. <laughs> Best weekend ever. That, that, that was a classic. Yeah, that might have been the only time I've ever had someone wish me a happy Martin Luther. Yeah, and, and I don't think it's will. gonna happen again. I think she was nah. just the bozo. Unless you run into that girl again, it's never gonna happen. So don't don't bank on it. Yeah. So if anyone sees me on January uh, January twentieth, just wish me a happy Martin Luther, so I can feel like yep. I did that day. Not Martin Luther King Jr. Mar- just Martin Luther. Happy Martin Luther. <laughs> fun stuff protestant reformation yep good stuff so sir so quick question uh now that you have to work all these home games when when are you going to be able to go to a game for pleasure uh that's a good question um you know it's hard it's hard to pass up working it because it's like you're practically at the game but uh you know i'm i'm I'll, i'm gonna try to take off that first ranger game uh our buddy tom's gonna be in town i know he said he was interested in maybe possibly attending that game so that might be the first opportunity i have to attend 
uh, a game and not work it. So Dude, we I've, shall see. I've honestly never gone to an Islander Ranger game. Really? I'm trying to think. I don't think I, I have. Swore I've been to, been been to a few with you, or at least one with you, but maybe maybe not. I've only been to maybe two or three of them. Remember the Chris Simon game when he just axe handed Ryan Holweg in the face? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You I, was, that I was at that. I was at that game. That I've never heard that building so quiet. Once that happened, it was just a big gasp from the crowd and nothing. Silence. It was crazy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to th- like. I'm so bad. I I feel like I have no long term memory, but I can like remember the dumbest stuff from like like. I'm not gonna say it on the air, but I definitely know like your childhood phone number. <laughs> so like, yeah, I can remember stupid stuff like that. But I don't know if I have gone to one. I gotta. You'll think. think about it as soon as this podcast ends. You're gonna go back and think about it, and you'll probably figure out that you've been to at least one or two of them. Yeah, I've definitely you never know. gone to an Islander Ranger game in the Garden. No, I've never either. I've only been home games. Yeah. I don't know if I so. would want to experience that. Because I'm not, like, a jerk when I go to games, especially, like, road games. So, like, if I'm, like, keeping them myself and some drunk douche is just giving it to me, I'm not going to enjoy that. No. You're definitely not going to want to ruin his uh, $8,000 suit. So <laughs> you're better off just going to the Coliseum or Barclays Center or wherever the, those games will be for the Islanders. So Yeah, so... When are you going to make it finally out to Oyster Bay to uh, to catch a Long Island meetup? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, That's I'm like working down the road it. now, dude. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes here. Uh, I'm definitely working on it. But, you know, it looks like the, the next upcoming few meetups are, are at a couple different places, not Oyster Bay. So definitely the next, uh, you know, the next weekend meetup they have there, I'm going to uh, show some face and, you know, make my mark known. Kick back a few barn rockers, give Devin oh, some yeah. shit, and say that this is Definitely. your podcast now. Yeah, and I gotta let him know he's gotta make those crew neck sweaters and slim fit. You know, they're a little too bunchy on me, so I just gotta let him know wow, if he can uh, hook dude. it up with the slim fit. I'm the complete opposite. I hate that slim fit shit, man. Yeah, I don't know. My I got a weird torso, man. So like the the standard fit just looks weird on me, and you know, so I got I need that slim fit to kind of complement the curves. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, you so. and you and Caitlin do uh, wear the same size crew neck. Yes, men crew neck. So that's all that matters, that man, you, bro. Hell yeah! All right, man. Gotta do it. I'll let I'll let you uh, wrap this up, and uh, I know I know that Honey's probably wondering where's her baby, and where's yep. and Leo's like where's my daddy? So Leo's sitting next to me actually the whole time. He wanted to be a part of this. So oh, Leo. Yes, sir. <laughs> the goodest boy. All right, man. Well, hopefully, uh, we got some good Islanders to talk about, and uh, I'll I'll be talking to you soon. And tell Taylor I said congratulations, and uh, not to you because you didn't do much. No, of course not. <laughs> but uh, I'll I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for filling in, and uh, peace be with you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime you need a fill-in, just uh, I'm a call away. Dude, you're a good Catholic boy. I said peace be with you. And also with you, my son. (laughs) Peace.
Later. place I was raised, get me started, I could probably talk about it for days, the original big old boss, put some beats on the side, got that 97 Honda, that's forever my ride, but forever ain't forever, some people change for the better, some people change like the weather, I'll probably throw on a sweater and pull up to any local establishment, if they ask what I want, I look at the menu and... I'm having it, my goal was not to blow up, just not to blow up my brains Cause if I couldn't create, I'd probably go insane Sometimes I wish all my demons go away But if they did, would I still look it like the same way And appreciate, I hope I'm never jaded I hope I never fade into the background of your playlist Like where he go with the status Don't it make you feel like you one of the greatest I am?